Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. What is up on a Monday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you hanging out with us on this Monday, July 1st edition of the Rebel Report. As the calendar turns to July and the summer gets about peak summer, really. Um, but luckily, the NBA went nuts over the last 24 hours. Uh, we have some college football win-loss totals um, that we'll probably get to and then kind of see where the show takes us. So we'll just kind of, this will probably be a lot of NBA shows. So if you hate communist bounce ball, uh, tough luck. Um, so what's up, man? Not much, not much. Yeah, the NBA got drunk last night. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was going to happen, but I did not. Like, normal, it feels like in years past it's been more scattered. Like, not scattered, but, like, you don't, like, five, like basically 27 of the top, like, 30 dudes were signed within four hours. Yeah, and it's, I mean. It's not always that way. Like, you, you have, like I, like, I feel like most of the time you have, like, most guys, like, wait for other guys to do things. And there's still some of that, but it's really quiet, Leonard, and that's it. Like, as far as yeah. major dudes. So, I'm not, like, I don't really know why the that was the case. Maybe it's just because we've reached the point to where all this stuff has really happened three weeks before it actually happens. Like, there were plenty of dudes that knew where they were going before the draft, before the lottery, before any of that stuff. I don't know about before the lottery, but you get my point. So, I don't know if it's that, but it just feels like things have been spread out in the past. I mean, LeBron went, well, I can't remember if it was when he went to Miami or when he went back to Cleveland where it was like July 7th or 8th before this was even announced. Yeah, and you're right. It, it usually is more scattered out. Guys are usually taking visits and seeing presentations and stuff like that. And just didn't really have that this year. Um. So I, before we get to the NBA, I think we'll do the college football win-loss editions. We did this on the radio show last week, um, and we didn't ever do it on the podcast. I meant to do it on Friday, but we had all kinds of other stuff going on with the questions um, on Mailbag Friday. So let me get to this real quick. Let's see. Have you seen these? Uh Seriously, I, I knew they were out. I thought so. This was at five. I think State was at eight and a half. That's really all I know. Yeah, no, they are. I had a list just pulled up, but I accidentally just exited out of it. And so now I'm scrambling trying to find. Let's see. Oh, Ole Miss at five feels about right. I would. T- I don't know if I would convince myself to go over that, but I would take. Uh, I wouldn't go under. If I was going to bet it, I'd go over, but I just probably wouldn't bet it. Okay, so an odds maker released it for every single team. Okay, there we go. Now we're cooking with gas. This is over by conference. All right. So I guess we'll just go through these from start to bottom. These are. Um, well, I was gonna say these are alphabetical order. I actually don't know what the hell this is. Um. Alabama is at eleven. I think I'm going over. <laughs> Uh, where do they play A&M this year? Alabama plays Texas A&M. In College Station, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that game last year was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Yeah. I think if there's one they can lose, it's that one in in College Station. Um, I don't think it matters. I would agree. I mean, yeah, that's probably their best shot to lose because they're not going to LSU this year. They... 
Where's the so Iron Bowl? It's uh, 14 or 15 was in Auburn. It's in Auburn. It's in Auburn. I don't see it. I'm not even sure who's coaching Auburn at that point. <laughs> um, I mean, they're not going 0-2 in games against Auburn and Texas A&M. So I would go over with the notice that I, the worst I'm going to do is push because, again, they're not going 10-2. and two. So. Yeah, so these are only regular season. I'm pretty sure. Like the none of no, the, nothing in the postseason counts. Like even SEC right. title. But game. still, eleven and one, you get your money back on Alabama, right? No, yeah, yeah, no, no. I see what you're saying. I was just thinking out loud. Um, yeah. Georgia also at eleven. Uh, so this guy even gives this this side even gives you the chances. So over is plus one thirty, under is minus one fifty four. I think I'm going to go under. Yeah, I would go under there. Um, they got to go to Columbia, I believe. Um, I, I mean. No, no. So I think South Carolina goes there. Not um, oh, do they? Because last year that was that big game where everybody was like, "Hey, like Columbia, like, South Carolina right. was the Tennessee of years past." Where we like, "Oh, this is the team that's going to sneak up and win the East." Like, not even close, Chief. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, but I think they could lose to Florida though. But anybody, there's not really anybody else that can go in and beat them. I mean, Missouri goes to Athens. Carolina goes to Athens. Kentucky goes to Athens. I mean, where, where are they going to – who's their West opponent? Here comes their – I'm about to pull up their schedule. Auburn? I guess they could lose to Auburn. They Auburn? have to go to Tennessee. I don't necessarily see that. Yeah. Um, A&M comes to Athens. I know, okay. That's right. not – that's not e- – and so does Notre oh, Dame. I, I would I, – oh, they go to – Notre Dame comes there? Notre Dame goes the, – te- uh, Georgia has Notre Dame and A&M as home games. Okay, so they've got Notre Dame, A&M, um, Florida. I'm trying to think who else can beat. They have to go to Auburn. To Auburn, yeah. There's actually, I'm yeah, I'm going to bet a lot on the under. They're, they're not winning 11 games. They're not winning 12. So the the over under is 11. Yeah. So the over under on Georgia, according to the CBS. Now CBS aggregated this from some odds maker, but it, I have this list up because it's easier because it also tells you like kind of what you're getting when you're betting over under. So um, they have to go twelve and zero for me to lose. Yes, if you're if you're the if you're on the under. Be right back. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily like. That. I would. I would have gone under. I, I was going to go under without looking at the schedule. Um, I don't get it. Yeah, that that seems like a lot. I think that's just them being what they are the last couple of years. Oof. Well. But I mean, you're replacing a decent bit, are they not? No. Yeah, they are, and, and Jake Fromm is fine, but he's not a world beating. I'm going under. Good God. What does Fromm look like though without Fields breathing down his neck? I don't know. I mean, he had Jacob Eason breathing down his neck. Uh, I don't think Fromm's bad. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's. I mean, he's not in the same conversation as Tua and. Yeah, so I guess we're both going under there. That seems really high. Honestly, if that were at 10, I'm not sure what I would do. 10 feels about right, but I wouldn't be shocked if they go 9-3. and Well, then Vegas knows something we don't know. Yeah, that's always what I'm worried about. Is like Vegas doesn't make these lines by accident. Because I've had people get on me like, why did that Vegas make a Memphis a 6.5-point favorite? I'm like, because they're smarter than you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's science, essentially. Yeah, Science I mean, and they math. They don't give out free money, guys. Yeah, they're not in the business of losing. So the next one is uh, Florida at nine. Okay. If the, you get the over at plus one hundred two and the under at minus one twenty, Florida schedule. They get Miami and Florida State. 
So they're going to be favored in both of those games. Um, they go to Baton Rouge, I believe. I got it up. It is um, – so they get that week zero against Florida, but that game's in like Orlando or something, right? Miami. Um, yeah, I don't know where that game's at. I'm pretty sure that's a neutral Orlando. site. I don't think it's. I think in it is in Orlando. Yeah. Um, because they have Florida listed as the home team, but I'm pretty sure that's not. Uh, that's not. It's correct. not at the swamp, so yeah, it, it's somewhere. Um, Miami. It's in Orlando. I just have it. They go UT Martin at Kentucky at home against Tennessee. They play something called Towson. Um, <laughs> Auburn at home at LSU, at South Carolina, and then Georgia at home. So that's the stretch where you're going to figure out if they're 9-3 and three or they really had a tough year. So yeah, October think, 5th is Auburn, then at LSU, oof. then at South Carolina, then a bye week, and then Georgia. Under. Good God. Because, I mean, if they lose one of these games to Miami or Florida State, because I think Florida State's going to be a lot better this year. I'm not done. Um, yeah, I would go under, but I probably just wouldn't bet that. But then you you still have after that stretch you get Vanderbilt at home, but they have to go at Missouri and then Florida State to close the year. I'm not sure Missouri is a guarantee win. I don't know what Missouri is. I'm pretty sure Missouri is going to be that team. We were like, how the hell is this team eight and two or something like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'll have to see how Kelly Bryant does. I'm I don't know about eight and two, but like that that feels like a team in October that still like has surprised a lot of people. I'm not a big believer in Felipe Franks either. Mullen has made him competent, though. I'm interested to see what another year is. I just, I don't know. I like they could go. That nine and three feels right. I don't know about it. There feels like there's some uh, dissension down there in that program too. I mean, they've had guys transfer out. It doesn't feel like there's a real stable ship right now. I wonder though how much of that is Mullen still. Well, like Mullen is kind of abrasive in some ways himself, but I wonder if that is still him just cleaning out. Because to me, well, it feels no, like Mullen's no, been there for quite a while, and that's just he not... lost his top-rated recruit in the 2019 class over the summer. Like, Lateral move. Yeah. Huh. Um. So what is are you going over or under? I would go under. I'll go under. LSU at nine. Mm. I think I'm going Auburn. over. Auburn in Baton Rouge. I feel like that's a swing game. LSU is, is here we go. Georgia Southern at I thought they opened the season at Texas. I didn't know they played Texas. They do play Texas week two, right? Yeah, but I thought it was week. So they play Georgia Southern at Texas, Northwestern State at Vandy, Utah State. Then they go Florida at Mississippi State, Auburn at Alabama. At Ole Miss, Arkansas, A&M at home. So I actually like the over on this. Who yeah, I was going to say, nine what? feels about right. I wouldn't feel good with eight. So, yeah, I would, I would go over there. Well, what are they – like, well, who are they losing to? Maybe Alabama. Texas. They're definitely losing to Alabama. And then – Yeah, but they get them in Baton Rouge. They – I mean, they do have to go to Ole Miss and State. I'm, I'm not saying that facetiously. Like, do they have to go? What, what do we say about Auburn? Are they that's the in plane? that's in Baton Rouge? Their home get their conference home games are Florida, Auburn, Arkansas, and A and M. Okay, Florida, Auburn, Arkansas, and A and M. They're not losing to Arkansas in uh, Baton Rouge. They're not um, losing. I don't think they're losing to any of those teams in Baton Rouge. Maybe Florida. I don't buy it though. Well, let's just give them three and one because they're not going to lose more than they're not going to lose more than one. Um, their road games are 
Texas, and then Ole Miss, State, Bama, Vanderbilt. I don't think Ole Miss or State's beating them. Um, Vanderbilt sure ain't beating them. So basically, I've got to have them beat Texas, and they're going to go ten and two. I, I, yeah, I would go over. I don't. Rem- When's the last time LSU played in Nashville? I don't know. It's been a while. Bill. Yeah, that, like, that's going to be the, uh, Music City Bowl in fourteen. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, but like. LSU Vandy just does not feel like a clash I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah, God, those people in Nashville are going to hate that weekend. Well, I mean, they'll have eight fans there, and they'll have fifty thousand LSU fans there. Yeah, they might eat them. Um. <laughs> so I'll go over nine. Yeah, that's what I thought I was at too. And then I just screwed up my over under page. Oh, here we go. Mississippi State at eight and a half under. Okay, so listen to this. According to this, the odds on the over, minus 165, and the odds on the under, plus 140. I don't care. Joe, Joe Moorhead lost five games with that team last year. They went eight and four last year, and they're in, they're nowhere near as good. I want to see what Tommy Stevens is, though. Okay. That, I, I don't know if I can go over eight and a half, though. I don't think I can do that. I mean, they're going to go 4 and oh non-conference because they don't play anybody. Kansas State's still down. Um I mean, let's do it like this. They, they're going to go 4 0 in the non conference. Auburn, is that on the Plains? Or is, I think that's on the Plains. That game's at Auburn. So, we'll just, to hell with it. We'll just go through all these schedules. I don't care if it's okay. boring. It's the easiest way to do it. ULL okay. in New Orleans. When? Southern Miss at home. When? Kansas State at home. When? Kentucky at home. When? Probably. Kentucky's yeah. going to suck, though. Yeah. At Auburn. Loss. At Tennessee. Let's put that one in like a toss-up category. So four and one. LSU awesome. at home. Lost. At A and M. Lost. At Arkansas. Win. Yeah, probably a win. Alabama. Lost. Abilene Christian. Win. At home against Ole Miss. Okay. Well, so they would have to go what? I gave them six. They would have to go. Two. I gave them seven. They'd have to go two and zero oh against Ole Miss in Tennessee. I guess is the the path. Um, uh, I guess that's the. Well, I mean, but do you you we gave them losses against Auburn, LSU, A and M, and Alabama, right? That's already four. That's already four. Yeah. So no, no. Yeah, they're they're not winning. Not sorry. Look, I could make a case for them beating LSU in Starkville, uh, but okay. They're not winning in College Station. I don't think they're beating Auburn, and I don't think they're beating. Now, when do they play Auburn? September twenty eighth. So that's early uh, in the year. Yeah, Auburn may not have quit by then. Um, of course, Auburn loses to Oregon, and everything's out the window regarding them. Yeah, everyone says that every year, though. I don't necessarily disagree in principle, but dude, they could recover from losing to Oregon because that Oregon team has potential to be pretty good. But do they want to recover? Like once, what so? I guess we'll get to it in a minute, but if they're sitting at two and three, I mean, they're going to quit, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get to it in a second. But, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to go under eight and a half on yeah. state. That feels really, really high. Yeah, I'm going to go under and feel pretty confident about it. Next one is Auburn. The over eight is plus 130, and the under 50, excuse me, the under is minus 156. Okay. So, non conference is Oregon and three scrubs, I presume? Yes. Um, I'm going to give them a win against Oregon, Oregon, even though I don't want to. So that's four and zero. 
Um, I'm going to give them a win against Ole Miss and a win against Mississippi State. We'll just go down through it. Are they going to win the A-Day game on April 13th? Yes, yes, they got that. Yeah, I heard that one doesn't count. Um, so August 31, Oregon and Arlington. Win. Whatever. Tulane, Kent State win. the next two weeks. Then they go, this is an interesting stretch. Holy cow. Oh, here's, here's where the season is. Assuming they beat Oregon. September 21st, they go at Texas A&M. Then they play Whoa. State at home. Could they play at home? Then they play State at home. All right, four and one. I'm going to give them winning at State. At Florida and at Arkansas. Oh, wow. Okay, back to back to – so there's a bye week in between. But then they go at Florida, at Arkansas, at LSU. I'm going to give them one and two there, so five and three. That Auburn-Florida game on October 5th has potential to get really weird. Because yep. that's going to be a gigantic game in both of those seasons. And like probably definitely more so than when they play LSU in late October because it could be over by then hey, and they could really be rolling. That feels like the game, too. Um, like maybe where Chad Morris and Arkansas like make a statement. Right, maybe. where they finally have some tangible proof. It feels like that LSU game that Burt – or I keep saying Burt. Belima had – his like second year when they had that streak of being so terrible, like they hadn't won a conference game in a couple years, and they beat LSU uh, that night in uh, in Fayetteville. Do you know? You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. all. They, I, mean, I think they rushed the field that night. Yeah, and LSU, LSU was not that good, but it was like a huge was, moment for them, uh, kind of getting the back year up. Year that Ole Miss had beaten them at home, um, and then LSU had to go to Arkansas the next week and just quit. Was that Freeze's first year? No, that was. I think that was 15 actually. Because Burt got there, what, 13? No, dude, 15, 15, was, uh, 15 was the uh, Hunter Henry game. No, I'm talking about when Arkansas beat LSU. Ole Miss beat LSU um, in week 12 or so. And then LSU had to go to Fayetteville the next week and just got popped. Okay. So then, I don't know. Anyway, so Auburn then had, closes out with Ole Miss at home, Georgia at home, Sanford at home. and then, Oh, they have... That's a weird schedule. Four straight home games to close the year. Georgia, Ole Miss, Sanford, and Alabama. Yeah, I guess that happens when you go on the road three in a row. But that's um, two and two, under. right? They're Georgia and Alabama? Yeah. I mean, at best case, you're three and one, and uh, that's eight. So, yeah, I'm going under. Hmm. So, we get, yeah. so it's losses to Alabama, Georgia, at LSU and Florida, and then at I'm, A&M? That's, yeah, yeah, that's five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I went one and two against at Arkansas, at Florida, at LSU. I didn't specify which one, but I don't. I don't think they go better than one and two. I think it's under. I think this has more way. If you look at what their the way their schedule sets up, there's way more of a chance that this is a disaster than Gus saves his yep. job. But I keep making the point on radio. Every time they're ready to run Gus out of town, he wins ten games. Have you yeah, ever, have you seen this, Ted? And every year they haven't been to the playoff or whatever. He's lost like four games. <laughs> Or whatever it is, he had that run his first year, right? And then I, I they went to the uh, the year Ole Miss beat them over there in fifteen. They they went six and six, I think. Yeah, he's lost. He's like a four loss a year coach, but he made the playoff that first year when they had that. Uh, no, he didn't make. It was the was that that was National still the BCS. Title. Yeah, that was Jameis Winston's deal, right? Yep, yep. They had Jameis beat. Imagine if their DV does a trip, and they won the national title. Yeah, and then they had another. They had that. Uh, they had – 17 was when they made the SEC title game and that Georgia game was basically – they got kind of screwed there. They had to beat Georgia twice in like three weeks. That wasn't necessarily yep. fair. That's just kind of shook out. That's yep. an interesting tenure. 
Yes, because they, they, that's two years, a year and a half removed, or no, a year removed from that. They were talking about last year the boosters were ready to pay $37 million to buy Gus out? Yeah, that, that's stupid to me. I mean, I don't actually think Gus is a very good football coach, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, like, he played for an SEC title in 17. He played for a national title in 13. Maybe chill just a little bit. Who are they going to hire that beats Alabama with more frequency? Uh, Urban Meyer. You think Urban Meyer would go to Auburn? I don't know. That's that, the guy they could hire that could be the Alabama more consistently. But he retired, I thought. Uh-huh. So he's going to come out of retirement. So, so, so did Brett Favre. Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer quote-unquote retired. Um, yeah. A&M, I, I, make, I make you bet on Urban Meyer coaching football next year, yes or no. Which one do you take? Does USC come open? Just yes or no. You, you get no more information than that. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Probably. Because let's be honest, he didn't retire. He that was the softest way to exit what was a rapidly deteriorating situation. And Mister, he has zero self awareness. But I honestly want to give him a little bit of props. I don't even know if props is the right word for having like the self awareness to like, hey, I probably need to get the hell out of here before this gets way worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Um. Okay, A and M up next seven and a half. I think I'm going uh, over, over on this. Easy. Oh, I don't even need another schedule. Over. I believe in them. And I don't want to. I dislike Why, them. though? Because, dude, the, the way they ran NC State off the field in that bowl game, it just feels like they have all the momentum in the world. They won eight last year, didn't they? So you're a big Mond guy. No, I'm a big – I think Jimbo's really good, I, even though I don't really, you know, like him very much. Um, yeah, I think they went eight. Okay, really so good. their schedule is Texas State, then at Clemson. So three and one, not conference um, yes, because it's Lamar and UTS. So, 3-1 and one, the non-conference, and then it's Auburn at home. When? Arkansas and Dallas. When? Alabama at home. Off. At Ole Miss. When? Probably a win. State at home. When? South Carolina at home. When? At Georgia. Lost. At LSU. Lost. So, that's 8 four. Would it stun you if they won at Georgia and at LSU? No, it wouldn't. That's why it's easy about the over. Yeah, I think I'm going over seven and a half here. So when what I'm just curious in what world is is given what the teams return and where the two programs are at, why is state's win total at eight and a half and Auburn's at I mean, excuse me, at A and M's at seven and a half. Well, I think they would be flip flopped. Well, A and M goes to Clemson and Mississippi State hosts Kansas State. Yeah, I guess that's true. But is it I still don't necessarily get that 100%, though. I mean, that's one more win that State's guaranteed because Clemson ain't losing to Texas A&M and Clemson. I think here comes so. another over I'm hammering, too, or I would take. <laughs> Allegedly. Missouri at 6.5. Uh, they don't really play a tough non-conference, if I remember correctly, either. can't remember who their non-conference is. I got I it. They open at Wyoming. They'll win that. Um... Open at Wyoming. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. So it's Wyoming and then West Virginia at home. Okay, I'm gonna give them a win over West Virginia. I think West Vir- West Virginia is probably gonna suck, right? I don't know about suck, but I mean Dana's not there anymore. He was a really good coach. So they're starting four and uh, three and zero oh, because uh, they got Semo the next week and then another home game against South Carolina. What do you give them there? Uh, let's give them a loss. Let's do worst case scenario and see what see what it looks like. 
So even with worst case scenario, they're going to start. I think that worst four case and one because they have Troy the next week, and then okay. Ole Miss at home. I told I told you this prediction is going to come true. Missouri's going to be like six and one or seven and zero oh in October. Five and yeah, I think their worst case is starting five and one because I don't think Ole Miss is ready to go win in Coma. And then Vanderbilt's the next week in Nashville. Six and one. Then at Kentucky. They're winning seven games. I, told, I said seven and one. Holy shit, I'm a genius. Guess who's next week? Who? At Georgia. Oof, yeah. So yeah. seven and two? Yeah. Then at home against Florida. They could win that. Eight and two. Then they play uh, Tennessee at home and then close the year at Arkansas. Wait, does this team okay, ever so go on the road? Missouri's going ten and two, confirmed. They're over under six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, we we need that line to get put up. Well, that tells you Vegas doesn't really buy them because that like we're giving them wins. That tells you they're probably losing to Florida at home and probably losing. I mean, that would tell you they're losing to South Carolina or Ole Miss at home, right? Yeah, I'd I'd be less shocked by ten wins than I would be six. So over that, yeah, Tennessee's win total is also at six and a half. Under because they underachieve every year. I don't know what to make of Tennessee. I have no idea because, like, what they were five and seven last year. Yeah, they, but they sucked. Yeah, that was a that was a really 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 bad five and seven. I actually think Pruitt's going to end up being a fairly good coach. I do too, but I don't think it's this year. Uh, what's their non-conference? So their first three games are Georgia State, BYU, and Chattanooga at home. So they're starting three and zero. Good God, they get BYU to count for their non-conference opponent. That's fun. Um, yeah, they're not so playing. What's their fourth non-conference? Um, uh, UAB. They're not losing that. So they're going to go four and zero in the non-conference. So they have to win two SEC games. Yeah, they get Vanderbilt. No, no, no they got to win three. It's six and a half. Yeah, they got to Their home schedule is Vanderbilt State, Georgia, South Carolina. Uh, Vanderbilt, Georgia. I think they'd be Vanderbilt this year. I'm going to give them two. I'm going to give them two and two there. So that's already six wins. Yeah, it's six wins. And then they What's go road? at Florida, at Alabama, at Kentucky, and at Missouri. So they're penciling in the back-to-back weeks where they go at Kentucky, at Missouri to try to get to seven. I guess I might go over. I, I think, I think, but I wouldn't feel comfortable about that. I mean, if I'm giving them six without their road games, but they should win a road game. We were talking about this on the show the other day. The back half of their schedule is going to let them close strong. They're going to have a really weird stretch because you get the three cupcakes in a row to start the year, which you don't see that a ton anymore. They open up with three non-conference games in a row at home where they're going to beat the brains out of everybody. Then they get this weird stretch where it's at Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, Alabama, and then the close is very manageable. South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt. So that's a team that everyone's... Damn it, we're going to get the same shit over again. Where it's balls are back. Yeah, they're the they're the dark horse to win the West in twenty twenty. Like if they win never the West, mind looking at any sort of recruiting rankings, how they fare, or anything. Like if if they if the media gets a shot at putting Tennessee as a chance to win the West, they're going to do it. Buddy, I tell you what, if Tennessee wins the West in twenty twenty, I'll be impressed. They had back to back years under Butch when they're like, "This is the year Tennessee wins it." I watched Kirk Herbstreet. I can't remember if it was twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. You realize they play in the East, right? Did I say the West? Yeah, like twice. You get my point. The <laughs> dark horse to win the East. Like, they do this, but like the two years under Butch Jones, there was like, yeah. the, Tennessee's the team. I watched Kirk Herbstreet go on national television, and I think it was 2016. Yeah, it was 16. Where he picked the SEC title game to be Tennessee and LSU. <laughs> he gets paid a lot of money. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, Tennessee, to be fair to them, did have the most talent, but they also had Butch Jones, so that set them back. But that, that 2016 year they opened the year, they went to overtime in the opener against Appalachian State and then won on a literal miracle at Georgia. They did. They did. They weren't very good because Butch Jones is an idiot. Yeah, he's a very bad – he was a very bad football coach. Anyway, I actually probably – I think they're going 7-5, and five, aren't they? Yeah, I think I'd go over um. Okay. Arkansas is at six. I think I'm going under. Under. Uh, I don't believe in them yet. Yeah. They do, they do get four non-conference wins because they don't have to play a Power Five opponent. Their uh, their non-conference is atrocious, and I know it's because Tennessee backed out of a home and home with them. But that's a really weak non-conference schedule, even with the uh, even with that, it's a joke. So they here's their schedule. They're Portland State. Win. At Ole Miss. Loss. You're giving Ole Miss that win? Yeah. Okay. Colorado State at home. Win. San Jose State at home. Win. At home against A&M. Loss. Loss. At Kentucky. No, that, that game's in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That game's in Dallas. Excuse me. At, three and two. at Kentucky. That's. Loss. Actually, I have no idea. That has a chance to be a real rock fight. I mean, I don't think there's much difference there, and Kentucky's at home, so I'm going lost. If that's not the 11 a.m. game on the old Jefferson Pilot that's now SEC Network, I guess, or whatever <laughs> it is, I don't know what is. <laughs> Arkansas at Kentucky. Yep, 3-3. Three and three. Auburn loss Off. at Alabama. Well, yeah, I'm going to give them two losses there, 3-5. and five. You're not giving them a shot in Tuscaloosa? No, I'm not. I don't think this is a year. <laughs> stay, 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 stay at home. 4-5. and five. I'm gonna give them well, that. That's gonna be their their shocker. I said earlier that they, you uh, wait, you just gave them a win. Yeah, home against. I said earlier they were going to that that they was gonna win. I've changed my mind. I think that's uh, Chad Chad Morris is like where there's some proof in the pudding. I'm gonna give them a win there. Okay, so then it's Western Kentucky, five and five, and then it's at LSU, loss, and then Missouri at home to end the year, loss. The day so after I'm Thanksgiving. Them, all right, I'm gonna give them five and seven. Oh, that, that, that's my hot, my hot take of the year. Arkansas is going to beat Auburn or Mississippi State. One of the others is going to happen. That's fair, and if that happens, you're if if it shakes out anywhere close to the way we have it, that's good. That game against Missouri the Friday after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving has like yeah. a very like 2012 Egg Bowl feel to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because that would be gigantic if he got them to a bowl game in year two. Um, yep. I'm probably going under six on Arkansas as yeah, well. Yeah, I am too. Um, yep. Okay, could, this is this is getting gross. Kentucky is at six. Man, I don't know. I have no uh, idea. I'm pretty sure they're going to suck. I'm not 100. percent They're going to go four and zero because Louisville is going to be an abomination. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go over because the East is terrible outside of Florida and Georgia and kind of Missouri maybe. Who's their West opponent? State and Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going over. You're going to go over six for Kentucky this year. Yeah. Didn't they win eight games last year, or was it nine? Yeah. They won, I thought they won ten, but I could be wrong there. They Um, beat Penn State in the bowl game, right? Yeah, Yeah, but they beat, I'm just kind of going through the regular season. They lost to Tennessee. They lost to Georgia. Who else did they lose to? 2018, they went ten and three. So they went nine and three last year. Nine and three, okay. What was their their three losses? Their three losses were Georgia, um, Tennessee, Georgia, Tennessee, and um, oh, at, they lost that really close overtime game against A and M. Yeah, 
That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, um, so here they're Toledo and Eastern Michigan at home, two and zero. They have Florida at home. I think Florida probably wins that game. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a loss there. At State, loss. At South Carolina, loss. That's two and three. Yeah. Arkansas at home, win. They better win that game. Holy cow! Yeah. At Georgia, loss. Missouri at home, loss. Tennessee at home, win. At Vanderbilt, win. Really? I think there's a chance Kentucky's really bad, but that's fair. Tennessee, Martin, and Louisville to close the year. I think they win those two. So how many? Um, that's that's seven. That's four and zero in the non-conference with wins over Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Okay, fair enough. I'd actually probably. I think I'm going to go under on this. I think they're going to be worse than you think. Um, South Carolina's over under win total is at six, and I think about ninety percent of that is this schedule is awful. And I'm, I, don't, I don't mean that in, like, a weak way. I mean, their schedule is brutal. Well, oh, yeah, I was going to say, because they played North Carolina to start the year, and they lose to Clemson to end the year. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And speaking of awful, South Carolina's website is atrocious. What is this? Uh, I think they beat North Carolina. So that's 3-1 and one in the non-conference. Um, okay, I'm trying. This is the world's worst website. Holy cow. Trying to think who they would play from the West. Not Ole Miss because they beat Ole Miss last year. All right, here we go. North Carolina at home to start the year. No, that game's That's in Charlotte. A, whatever. Yeah, it's a neutral site. Oh, uh, win. Charleston Southern win. Win. Alabama at home loss. Loss. At Missouri. Loss. Kentucky at home. Win. Wait. Did I, yeah, win. At Georgia. Loss. Florida at home. That's Win. a huge game. Win. At Tennessee. I like Boone, I like Boone playing uh, his old team, so at, we'll go win. At Tennessee the next week. Loss. you giving Tennessee a win there. I can't remember what I gave them, man. Um, Vanderbilt at home, know. then App State, and then... God, who, the end of this sucks for them. They, their last conference game is November 16th against Texas a, at Texas A&M. Then they have a bye week in Clemson to close the year. Mm. Yeah, um... I don't know. If, I don't know if I. I think they go six and six. Um, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Um, Ole Miss is the next. I think I'll go under for South Carolina. I think they're going to take a step back. Apparently, Jake Bentley hasn't graduated yet. How's that work? Yeah, yeah, he's a senior, I believe. Are we sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a senior. That's like that bench warmer senior. He's like I'm 12. Um, <laughs> so Ole Miss is at five. We don't need to go through that schedule. I'm going to go. I would, if I would maybe push. Like, well, I don't want to bet. A, you can't bet a push. Um, I would bet the over before I bet the under. I think I'm going to go the other way. I think there's a better chance they go four and eight than six and six. Um, Vanderbilt's the last one at five. I think I'm going under five. Yeah, I might go under four for them. I think they got a chance to be real bad. We could just go some rapid fire here. There's all these these other conferences. There's not really anything that really sticks out. Um, what is USC at? Clemson's at eleven and a half. You have to go over that, right? They're over. not losing anybody. Who they're, who they're losing to? I guess A and M's only possibility. Um, this doesn't have the. Oh uh, yeah, Pat, USC is at six and a half. Wow, what a world! They don't really believe in that, do they? Yeah, Clay helps fire if they don't go over that. Oh, absolutely. Um, then my man Antonio Morales has another coaching search on his hands. Um. 
Nothing yeah, else really. Stanford's search. at six and a half. You uh, said Shaw kind of falling off there. Oh, okay. I got a depressing one. Oregon State's over under for the year. Take a guess. Two and a half. Yeah, I, yeah. That in UConn. Okay, UTSA's over under for the year. One and a half. Two. Two. Wow, Frank Wilson, my man, has fallen off the cliff. He was the hottest coaching, well, not the hottest, one of the hottest coaching candidates in the country a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but uh, it ain't good. Um, I believe that's the lowest. In the, I mean, hell, even San Jose State, who still fields a football team, apparently is an over-under a two-and-a-half. Hey, don't insult Mike Mack. He, uh, he, he, he brought the Spartans back to uh, relevance. He's the last one to win there. Yeah. Um, nothing really interesting in the Big 12 either. There's really no one... They only have te- three teams projected over eight wins. They have Iowa State at eight, Texas at nine and a half, and Oklahoma at ten and a half. Everyone else is under. Yep, that feels about right. Gary Patterson's taking a step back. They have Les Miles at three and a half at Kansas. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to watch. Hey, what's uh, do we have a uh, Hugh Freeze? Do we have a Liberty? Oh, can we find a Liberty? Oh, they're independent. They're they're at five. What oh, do you know? Five. Two peas in a pod. Old Miss and Hugh Freeze each at five wins. I'm sure that it'll go over well with people. Um, I have no idea. There, I'll have to put it to you this way: under the, according to these odds, the overs minus two fifty and the unders plus two hundred five. <laughs> the man got a four star there. Wait, 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 wait. Can we get Ole Miss and Liberty in a bowl game? Oh, dude, don't do that. I have no idea. I have no clue. <laughs> Can we do this at NCAA? Maybe we'll have to look this up for a Wednesday show. I have no idea. I think you're technically... I mean, how would that work? Where's Where's the SEC? I actually don't even want to think about this. I mean, this. they're an independent team. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I'm going to leave that I mean, that Notre Dame be, be going to all these bowl games. They, they got independent times, I think. What was that? What does that look like? Like, like I, 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 I can't imagine that. Lead, leading the prayer circle before the game. Yeah, I mean, both teams will be playing out of great love for one another. Other than do, that, uh, I, does Hugh Freeze pray with the Ole Miss team before the game? Oh, good God. I don't know. I, I really I don't need that to happen. There are a couple of things for this job that I really don't need to happen. That would be a disaster scenario. Is that, like, number one? Um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, like, Hey Dad and a couple people on the radio were saying, like, what if Ole Miss and State met up in the national title game in Omaha? That would just be a miserable week of radio. That'd be a miserable week of everything. You wouldn't be on the radio that much, though. It'd be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But if me and uh, I, I, yeah, I just everything that would come with that would just be tiresome. What about when uh, Ole Miss and uh, State were, you know, slotted one and four in twenty fourteen to play in the college football playoff? Wouldn't that be fun? That was the first ever college football playoff ring. Never forget. You know, people. I always go into people's houses around this town. And, like, a lot of people that have Ole Miss memorabilia have, like, the two Sports Illustrateds that they were on, like, the back-to-back. Yeah. Why does nobody have a picture of the first-ever college football playoff? <laughs> I saw that. I feel like you could, there's that. room to be selling that. I feel like you could sell that. Like, first-ever college playoff standings, Ole Miss and State were in the playoffs. So was Auburn, right? Or was Auburn's, like, 4 or 5 yeah. behind Ole Miss? No, no, Auburn was, uh, like, number 3. Florida State was number 2. Uh, State was 1 and Ole Miss was 4. What a world. The fall of 2014 was one of the weirdest times ever. Um... Man. That's all I got for college football. We went 36 minutes on that. I have no idea if that was boring or compelling, but, yeah. I think we're going to – I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to this because I'm going to write down which ones we all did and see how many actually get right by the end of the year because I imagine my record's going to be pretty atrocious. Uh, (laughs) We're going to have a pick-em like each week where we keep up. Yeah, we can do that and then get, like, a guest picker 
and see there if the go. collective amount of guest pickers just kicks the shit out of us. Um, <laughs> I guess we can go to free agency. I don't know. Did anything interesting happen over the weekend? I floated a river in Georgia. Oh, yeah. How was Atlanta? It was fun. I saw some friends I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, we decided to float the Chattahoochee, or they call it shooting the hooch on Saturday, which is basically where you get in an inner tube and float down the river, uh, which was fun. We planned the thing terribly, which seems to happen whenever we try to formulate a plan. I bought a, uh, I bought a unicorn pool float to flo- float down this river and then proceeded to leave it in the front yard as we were packing up. I had to go buy another one at Sam's Club, and I sat in a two-person float that was a rainbow, had a rainbow over it. Never mind, I'm not even going. Oh, yeah, no, it, it was bad. So we got there. We had no plan at all. Like, like we were thinking, yeah, we'll just get in the river and go. And so we got there, and we forgot a pump. So we had to, like, go around and ask everyone getting in the river, like, if we could, like, borrow their air pump, which pissed everyone else off around us. Finally, these two nice ladies uh, were like, yeah, you could use our pump. And so I was pumping mine and the other guy that was riding with me in there, and they're like, wow, I really like the glitter. Like, yeah, shut <laughs> up. Like, so. <laughs> what are we yeah, they, they're like that. The, the rainbow is like a separate part. So they're like, you want me to blow the rainbow up too? And I was like, this is the like worst thing to ever happen. Can you just put the air in it and stop talking? Like, I really appreciate you letting us use this, but Jesus. Um, which one did you want to stop talking more, her or the Uber driver? Uh, her. I at the time the Uber driver, but certainly her. She was up there, even though she was really nice, but she was literally just busting our balls because she thought we were idiots. Like she just she she's like. All these these kids showed up with seven rafts and no air pump. Um, just minimal planning. Anyway, other than that, it was fun. I was uh, happy to make it back in one piece. Um. So NBA, I don't even know where to start with this NBA stuff. So Kevin Durant is a net. What does that mean to you? I mean, it means the Nets, uh, not next year, but the Nets are probably going to play for the NBA championship. So I see people like the... I think people are kind of crapping on this take that, like, did they take a risk? Like, I think you have to take the risk on Durant, but, like, 85% of people that have this injury don't play basketball, like, within two years of it. And I know Kevin Durant more than likely falls in the 15%, but, like, I mean, they just gave a lot of money to it. And it wasn't the full max, so they, but they just gave a lot of money to a guy who, when he plays his next game, is going to be 32 with a new Achilles. Yep. So, that would be fun. But, I mean, you have uh, to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's the net, man. Like, what? what's the worst that happens? Like, he doesn't work out and you don't win like you're currently doing? I that mean, roster is still loaded for next year. They're not good enough to win the title, but they have a lot of really interesting pieces and a lot of depth. But I just wonder if Kyrie, like, like to, is there a world where Kyrie just makes this entire thing toxic before Kevin Durant gets on the court? Because he did that to Boston very quickly. Yeah, because he's weird. Well, he's what weird, do you do if you're dude. the Knicks now? Don't like that, that. That's the most unbelievable quit. part in all this. You just quit. You go home. They sold every. They sold their entire fan base on this for two years. That this is what they were building for. They trade Porzingis, and the weird part about it is them signing Julius Randle and Ellington and some of these other guys. They're actually getting some pretty good pieces. Like in a vacuum, in vacuum, like Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and Bobby Portis. Like that's a decent summer, but it's not a decent summer when you sell everyone. Like, hey, we're getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and then like they didn't even get a meeting. Yeah, that's unfortunate for Knicks fans. Um, I, I'm trying to go through what stood out. So, Clay Thompson returned to Golden State. That yeah. feels like a thing where next year they're going to. Next year, I think they're going to kind of regroup. They might get Clay Thompson back at, like right after the All Star break. And they, you could see them making like a last stand, like playoff run. I say last stand, I mean just kind of like backdoor it. 
and then they kind of regroup after that. They're actually trying to trade for D'Angelo Russell. I found that kind of fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, didn't they acquire D'Angelo Russell? So it would be a sign-and-trade would be the way they make it work. This NBA stuff's so complicated. So basically yeah, basically what would happen is uh, like he would sign with the Nets, and then I'm pretty sure it would be a trade, too. I, I don't understand all the What's losing. What's the purpose of, of that? Because D- Russell's a restricted free agent and not an unrestricted free agent, and Brooklyn didn't get matches like offers. She- I, you're, you're asking the wrong guy. You have to be an economic genius to understand the NBA salary cap. It is okay. – it is mind blowing, but I, I think it's a science. Your point, big. They're trying to get D'Angelo Russell. Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, that would that would really help uh, going into next year. Boy, that would be a hell of a backcourt though when they were healthy. Steph, Russell, and Clay. What's uh, what's Boogie gonna do? There's no, there's not even been a ton of interest for him. I think he he's gonna slip to like the third tier in terms of interest. I think once teams kind of have their roster and kind of shaping things around. And kind of have an idea of what they have coming back next year. There'll be some interest in him because he did show he wasn't. Comp- I think he rushed it back. I think the Warriors rushed him back a little bit to get back to the court. Like, I think they kind of freaked out with some of their injury stuff. But he showed he's still competent. Yeah, no, I mean, but he definitely was not the same. Player. He was a shell of himself in the finals. So I guess I mean uh, Memphis gets Andre Iguodala. They're going to wave him and clear cap space. Um, There's a chance that Iguodala ends up in L.A., which I find really interesting. Which L.A.? Oh, uh, the Lakers. It's going to be hard when they sign Kawhi. I don't think they're going to do it. I know you're a Lakers I, guy, I, but I'm, I'm – Actually, I, I say that, right. I have no idea. I was listening to a podcast segment with Russillo and Simmons again this week on the way to Atlanta, and he's the largest like free agent enigma of all time. Like Nobody has any, nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody has any idea what he's doing. Like The people in San Antonio still don't really know him. I, we still really, really know what his injury was in San Antonio. If I had said, what was Kawhi's injury in San Antonio and what happened, explain it to me. What would you say? Exactly. It's the strangest thing ever. So if this guy woke up and was like, hey, I've always really wanted to be a Charlotte Bobcat or Charlotte Hornet, would it surprise you? <laughs> I guess that would probably surprise you, but like, yeah, you get my I point. Mean, I, just, I, I thought I read somewhere where he was he was the Lakers to lose. I mean, the Lakers have the money after uh, AD, did, I think it was a trade kicker that he denied, and, and now they have the money to from a competitive balance standpoint, he needs to, not that this is within his interest at all, but in terms of like a casual to like obsessed NBA fan, you probably want him to go to the Clippers, right? Because then there really are 12 to 13 teams now, right now, that could make the NBA Finals next year. But if he joins Anthony Davis and LeBron James, it becomes like another Warriors type situation. I had, we played a hypothetical the other day. It was like a group message I'm in, and we played here. If if Kawhi goes to the uh, Lakers. And you just add like me and you and like three of our closest friends. Could we make the playoffs? I wouldn't go that far. I'd still say no because it would literally be three on five. But like I get but, the premise of what you're talking about because like, they're going to have to fill it out with minimum guys. Yeah, you would, but they're they're like they're going to the NBA Finals if they add Kawhi Leonard, right? Um, like I, who in the West is stopping that? No one, but like, I have that. They'll be interesting to me because that will be one of the most, if not, that'll be the most top heavy team in NBA history, more than likely. And so, I, I don't know. The West is just so good. I don't know if that's an like, I like saying that's not enough doesn't like sounds weird. But like, that's better than the Golden State team, though, right? uh, Top three, but Golden State, particularly those first couple years, did a really nice job by adding dudes on around their bench. And so, like, what, like, I would think in theory, yes, but what happens if one of them gets hurt? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, 
you're assuming health here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, probably. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm overthinking this. They're probably they're making the finals if he goes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what stuck out elsewhere. You have this Jimmy Butler thing going on where he, they thought they were doing a three-way sign-in trade that would put him in Miami, but that kind of fell through because Dallas and Miami couldn't get all their like stuff together. I don't really know. I, I, I have no idea how to like explain that any better. Um, that's interesting to me. I'm trying to think what else stuck out. Hassan uh, Whiteside got traded to Portland, I believe. He did, uh, and I don't. I, that had, probably has something to do with making the Butler thing work. If I'm guessing, I'm guessing that didn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, oh, not. Al uh, Al Horford is a Sixer. Yeah, yeah, we all saw that one coming. Um, that's probably the happiest man on earth is Joel Embiid because if there's one guy like Joel Embiid, probably wears an Al Horford snuggie. Like he he is the, kind of the one guy that really got in his kitchen in the playoffs. And so yeah, no. So now you just get to see him every day. And what they reinv—they're kind of an interesting front court. So now you're at Simmons. They did—they paid Tobias Harris 180 million dollars. I don't know about that, but they're a fascinating team nonetheless. So that's Simmons, Harris, and then a front court of Embiid and Horford. I think that's who's winning the East if Kawhi doesn't go back to Toronto. It's Philly or Milwaukee. Yep. Yeah, it's it's one of those two for sure. Um. And then Malcolm Brogdon, the uh, the got paid. yeah he the Bucks were not able to keep him. Um, no. I don't know how big of a loss that is. That's kind of an interesting deal for the Pacers. The Pacers are always going to be like in the solid three four range. But people, I wonder what happens when Oladipo comes back because he was kind of budding into a star. Like yeah. if they're a top three team in the East, I'm not necessarily shocked next year because I don't really yeah. know what they're going to look like. But that's I don't interesting. know what. I don't know what he's going to come back like either. Yeah, and then uh, honestly, if you if, if if with the way everything stands right now, like if you're saying what, give me the four teams most likely to win the West. I think Denver and Utah are in among the four. Yeah, it's it's L.A., Denver, Utah, Portland. Um, see, that's where you get into the area where, like, after the like, it's like. You could do Portland. Could you even make an argument for Dallas? I don't really know what Porzingis uh, is going to look like, but I guess they say all this to say this league is going to be absolutely fascinating next year. And I would really prefer it if Kawhi went to the Clippers because then you'd have a really, really, you'd have the most parity the league's probably ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Clippers wouldn't be able to win it, but yeah. No, but they were a really damn good team. They got they won forty eight games last year with that collection of talent they have, which wasn't a is ton. Your- if you're Kawhi, though, why would you go to the Clippers? I mean, you can either go win it with LA or win it with Toronto. Why would you go to the Clippers? Where it's going to be, it's going to be difficult at best to win the win the title. He's the best player on earth. They have an underrated supporting cast. Like it's probably not good as Toronto's around him, but it's not as far off as people think. And you're one move away. So I think if he goes to the Clippers, they're going to make some move in February at the deadline. I just don't know what it is. That's kind of one of those, like, you stepping stone to the stepping stone. So I think he gets there, and then they make some kind of move. Hell, they could make another move this summer. Like, you forget all this stuff. Like, you know, two years ago, the like, Kawhi Leonard, like, three weeks into, excuse me, Kyrie Irving, like, three weeks into free agency, was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this LeBron guy sucks. I'm out of here. And, you know, forced to trade. And, like, that was almost August, I'm pretty sure. So, like, this yeah. could change very quickly. So I, I don't. I just I don't, what I don't understand about the Kawhi thing is you're the greatest player on earth, supposedly. Durant maybe would have been if they'd stayed healthy, but right now, like Barton on greatest healthy player on earth, why are you? What is like why? What is the motivation to go be the third guy, or so, like one of like that's a lot of like 
a lot going on there with AD and LeBron. Like, what? I guess yeah. what is his motivation to do that? Uh, I mean, that is it. The and I don't really buy into this. I mean, he's from there. He, I'm sure he grew up going to Lakers games. I mean, there is something about being a Laker. You know, I'm no, that's definitely up. true. All each one of those things is definitely true. He's from there and he grew up a Laker fan. But is that really like what? I, hell, I don't know. That's why no one knows anything about this dude. Yeah, he's weird. You have no idea what he's going to do. I mean, he got out of the movie theater last night, checked the text messages, and was like, oh, yeah, that's true. And, like, his uncle's running the whole thing. He's a fascinating dude, and not I don't even know if that's necessarily in a good way. What was interesting to me watching the championship parade, did you see the thing where he did his own laugh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, did you see, what was interesting to me, did you see the reaction of the dudes behind him, like his teammates? They acted like it was like they were like, "Oh, holy hell! Like this guy has a personality." This is after they spent a year with him and won the title, and they were taken aback by that. Like, literally, no one has any idea who this dude is. Yeah, no, it's just kind of an interesting dynamic for sure. Um, so this is probably a dumb exercise, and we'll come back to it on Wednesday. But as it stands right now, with not knowing who Kawhi, where Kawhi Leonard is going to be, who wins the East and who wins the West? Actually, give me the uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals. That's not really fun. Give me. We'll do. We'll go four. So two and two. Okay. Uh, L. A. and the West versus Utah. Who Utah? Um, and then just that's going to be Philly, Milwaukee, and then I'm going to go Milwaukee and the Lakers, and then I think the Lakers won the title, and yes, I'm biased. I'm going to go Houston, Utah, and Milwaukee, Philly. Okay. No one's talking about Utah, but it, they're the clo- they're the closest, like, they they were the closest team in the last two years to beating what the one of the greatest, if not the greatest team we've ever seen. I think Houston is going to fall apart, man. I actually don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but as they're constructed, if they come back, they're Aren't still they the same team, Capella? essentially. They're trying to trade Capella, aren't they? Yes, they're open to it. They're just trying to do anything to reshape the roster and look completely different. But still, like it's it's Chris Paul and James Harden, and will that finally work? Because they were really, really, really close back-to-back years to making the finals. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I mean, you're asking me, because I think Kawhi signs with L.A., so if he does that, I, that'll, they're going to the finals if they do that. You're talking about the, the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, see, that's why if he goes to the Clippers, things would be very interesting. So that's our very amateur NBA talk. I, I, I'm going to need like more time to digest all of this. Like All of this has happened in the last eight hours, and I feel like I could have said like ten things wrong because this stuff happened so fast. I was tr- even like – I wasn't like – this is even like working and covering it. I was just sitting on my couch last night trying to follow along with all this, and I got like a headache. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely Woj's uh, favorite night of the year. Keith Carter said uh, that that Ole Miss is not going to be able to sell alcohol this football season. I forgot about that, but I saw that this weekend. Um. Oh, I missed that. I completely unplugged this weekend. He said that this weekend. Yeah, he said it was probably not going to be uh, happening for for football season. Interesting, because Ross Bjork kind of laid the groundwork for that to really like. He was chomping. I don't know about. Ch- yeah. I don't know if chomping at the bits is the right phrase, but Ross Bjork made sure that like a lot of that was in order. Um, I do think there's some more loopholes they have to get through, and they're not going to be able to get through them for football season. That's yeah, okay. That makes sense. So, like, uh, if, I guess what I'm asking if 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 Ross is still here and not wearing boots in Texas, is they selling alcohol in the stadium? No, it's probably not. I, no, I don't think this is a Keith Carter choice. I think there's just some things they've got to get uh, accomplished, and I don't think they have enough time to do them before football season. 
Interesting. Where did he say that, by the way? I'm just curious. Uh, I haven't looked anywhere. He said it on Chase's podcast, and David Johnson wrote an article about it. Interesting. So, I mean, I don't feel like that's actually, that's a very big deal at all. Um, that makes no, it sound like it's coming. Like, th- th- there's no hesitancy to do it. It's just the logistics can't be in place. Yeah, it's what it sounds like to me, too. But I do think people were anticipating it being done this, this football season. Because there are other schools doing it this fall. Yes, but no other schools have uh, something in the law saying that you can't sell. or you, you technically cannot possess alcohol on a college campus in Mississippi. It is technically against the law. Right. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. So I don't think other schools have that to deal with. Interesting. Um, anything else happened? The Yankees and Red Sox played a game in London where apparently no one could pitch. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the field was, the stadium was not MLB conducive, but whatever. So, well, wait, I, I, admittedly, as someone who didn't watch anything this weekend, I completely unplugged. Why? Um, I mean, well, it was 380 to center. Like, it was like, 380 feet to center? I'm pretty sure that was right. 380, 385 to center. Wow, yeah. but I, so I was I was trying to read a little bit on Saturday night. Buster only had something about uh, like the aerodynamics of the park was not conducive to pitching. The pitchers couldn't get their ball. Like, is that just your typical 2019 excuse, or is there actual difficulty in pitchers be getting able to like secondary stuff to break? Uh, as someone that didn't, I didn't watch a ton of it either. Um, I mean, no, I think that stuff's real. I think not being able to get breaking balls to do what you want in different settings. is certainly real. I think that was kind of one of the issues in, in the uh, 2017 World Series in, in Houston. Uh, yeah, no, I, believe, I kind of believe in that type of stuff. Anything else happened? I'm trying to go through the, like, the list I have. I think that's all I got, and this is someone who completely just kind of unplugged this weekend. I didn't really see a whole lot of anything. Um, no, that's about all I got. All right, we'll be back at it on Wednesday. We'll undoubtedly probably have some more NBA stuff. Uh, this is going to be the time of year where we start thinking of creative interviews. Uh, so we need to uh, we need to get to play in some content because it's uh, it's July. It is technically July first. This is the last month without football. We could make a Fourth of July to do and not to do list. All right, well, we'll have that on Wednesday, so tune in <laughs> tune in for the 4th of July do's and don'ts. Um, I would imagine one of those is going to involve fireworks. You don't do fireworks? Uh, well, it depends on the way you do fireworks. Anyway, we'll have to, you'll have to come back on Wednesday. Uh, so that's about all I got, unless you got anything else. That's all I got. For Colin Brister, I am Brian Scott Rippey. We appreciate you listening to this Monday edition of the Rebel Report. We will be back on Wednesday. Like and subscribe, as those in the industry say. Uh, but thank you for listening and come hang out with us again on Wednesday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.